Hello, and welcome to One Spooked Professor, where today I'm going to be taking a look at one of the most mocked tropes in horror history. The black dude always dies first. In a genre where there are very few groups of people spared a gruesome death, there are some people who tend to die more than others. And there's almost this expectation to the point that several comedies and even other horror movies have made fun of it, that the black man doesn't have a very good chance of making it through that movie alive. Today, I want to take a look at where this came from, how accurate it is, and some other stuff that might want to look at in relation to this. The trope of the black dude dying first is most prominently associated with American horror, particularly horror cinema. That's no surprise, considering America's demographics, extensive history of film, and even more extensive history of deep-seated racial issues. Society shapes art. Makes sense. Still, it might surprise you to know that the black dude dying first is not actually as common as you'd think. In fact, it's relatively rare. That doesn't mean the black guy will make it through the horror movie. Oh, no. In a genre dominated by final girls who are usually as white as they are female, black men do not have good odds. But they are not often the first to go. And indeed, only a few horror movies popped into my mind where this was the case. I'm actually more familiar with the black guy dying first in non-horror movies. In The Edge, uh, a movie where this was actually mentioned in a very famous review, the third wheel of the movie, who isn't Anthony Hopkins or the guy screwing his wife, gets eaten by a bear. That review I just mentioned mocking this as the black dude dying first and kind of bringing it back into modern consciousness was penned by Robert Ebert. And you can see this in a lot of other uh, movies as well that are not necessarily horror movies. The first on-screen death in 300 that isn't a baby is the Black Messenger. The only pilot that dies in the movie stealth, it's the black guy. I know you may be thinking I'm crazy saying this trope isn't all that common in horror movies, but before we go into this, try and come up with 10 examples right now. I'll make it easy. Try five. Five examples where the first person in the horror movie to die is black. Take a minute. I had to go on TV tropes to fill out this list in my head for ten of them, much less five. Some of which made me go, oh yeah, I remember that one. I should have remembered it. I should have even said it here. If it wasn't just horror movies, I'd have been able to do much better. Count off the ten, no problem. But within horror movies, it's, it's a little bit more difficult. But even including all the horrible direct-to-video shows that my dad and I watched when I was a kid and my mom left town... They usually killed off someone before the black dude got eaten, cursed, off in some other horrible fashion, or just plain shown the exit from the movie. Black girls, slightly longer lifespan on average. Still, it's more common for black characters to live past the first fatality than to be the first fatality. Part of this is because of the history of the U.S. population, which has had a white majority throughout film's prominence in the country, and white actors have also dominated much of that medium. Statistically, they're more likely to have the first on-screen death. In the early decades of American film, black people were rather uncommon, often fulfilling the role of comedic relief if they appeared at all. This tradition is descended from the much maligned minstrel shows, where black characters would often be caricatured in fashions that are rather painful to watch today. So the odds that a black person would even be on screen for long enough to kill them during the first couple of decades in American film, not so good. Tack on to that that the limitations placed on violence in early American film 
were rather strict and deaths on screen were limited. It might surprise you, but the trope codifier of the black guy dying first in American horror wouldn't occur until the 1960s. Yes, the 1960s. The late 1960s, in fact. That's many decades after the first theaters appeared across the United States. The film that gave birth to this trope and the common perception of the cliché was Spider Baby. That's when the killing off of minority actors really became in vogue. The fact that this came right before the exploitation era of film probably has something to do with that. The black exploitation era is a general period of film where a lot of big studios were trying to exploit the black community with low-budgeted, often heavily stereotyped films filled with about as much gratuity as possible. This was probably something that had to do with current perceptions of the black community. Hey, look, there are some people getting killed. Look, there's some hoes. Go watch this thing. Now, there are a few reasons for this. Yeah, basically what I'm saying is that a lot more black characters would die because roles opened up for minorities. There was money to be made, and the jobs that opened up were, yes, stereotypical, degrading, and usually involved in some sort of attempt to either draw white audiences in with the exotic or humorous caricatures of the other, or pull in non-white audiences with a cry of, hey, come see this show because it has people who look like you. In some ways, Hollywood hasn't changed all that much. The correlation between Hollywood's black exploitation craze and the increased focus on violence is what probably fueled this trope. The fact that the 70s were that transitory period between classic and modern horror, with many icons of horror popping up throughout the next few decades and bringing horror into what would be the mainstream, is probably why we have such a fixation on this craze to begin with. So yeah, the trope of the black dude dying first came into prominence around the same time of many of the hallmarks of early modern horror. The violence of racism certainly can be present in horror movies, particularly those that focus on it as a prominent theme. In this case, black characters dying first or terribly often occurs for reasons outside simple exploitation, often reflecting atrocities committed against the oppressed or allegorically addressing racism. Many recent films where this is the case uh, are Get Out, Antebellum, and The Candyman remake. Note that just because the work's main cast aren't white doesn't mean the work is about race or that it's exploitative. But in the case of films made in nations where the main cast are different from the ethnic majority, the choice is often purposeful for one reason or another. Focusing back on the trope, despite the widespread belief that black characters will die first, it's rarely the case. That doesn't mean he's got a very good shot at making it through the film, though, and there are multiple reasons for this, and I'd like to dive into them very briefly. Many horror films function along a basic premise. You have a group of people who get whittled down by something awful until the core characters, or a lone survivor, stick it out for the end. That means the majority of people who played meaningful roles in horror movies following this model are going to die off. Understanding why black men usually don't make it through this process of elimination is a lot more complex than you might think, driven by numerous social and economic factors. One reason black men tend to die a lot is the same reason men tend to die a lot in modern horror. That is the final girl trope. The final girl is the result of a long tradition descended from the morality tale, where the pure heroine in need of rescue is the central focus. And this was revived 
in gothic romances and would eventually become what we recognize in the modern horror film. The final girl is usually morally virtuous, which is considered sexually pure during much of uh, film's history in the United States in the 20th century. She is usually beautiful, demonstrates desirable personality traits, and doesn't display the hubris that tends to get other characters killed. Note that there are many exceptions to the traits common to final girls that have somehow squeaked through when sometimes an utterly deplorable female character will make it through while her more virtuous companions do not. But it's usually because she displays some virtue that the society values that she survives. In short, why men tend to die off, it comes down to the same factors that feed into why final girls are usually the focus of the work. One, male disposability and competency. There is this general societal assumption that male characters are more competent, and therefore, for the situation to become truly dire, they must be killed off. And males are generally considered more societally disposable. There is expectation of the women and children run, the men have to go out and face the danger. We have the same thing occur in trials with the male or female victims. Which one is likely to receive more attention? Well, the female victim. This is in part due to the nature of, well, the birthing parent being the one that needs to survive the continued species. The rest of it uh, has a lot to do with gender roles and our societal per perception of those roles. Due to the fact that many societies have placed special value upon the parent that carries around, hey, this baby for nine months. So a society is going to survive better if it places value on their survival, on the reproductive survival of the species, of the society, sending the men out to go die. And this is reflected in many ways in women implicitly having value and men having to earn value. So when we see a rando die, and we know nothing else about that rando than their gender, we are going to have a different reaction based on whether they're a man or a woman, because that's the only information we have, and there is an implicit value placed on one over the other. And you can see this reflected in many gender roles, that even while the male is often given a great deal more autonomy, they're often treated as a more expendable asset. And this has come over into storytelling with male disposability. Note that it does play a part in why men tend not to be the last ones there. There's another feature that drives a final girl to both usually be white and to be the last person who makes it. The idea of the audience only sympathizing with people who look like them, or who look like what people want to believe they look like. Hence why the final girl will usually be pretty, and she will usually be white. Or in the case of non-US films, probably be a part of the racial majority. People have a natural tendency to want to see themselves in attractive people, and to see, have a natural tendency to see themselves in the people that share identifying qualities. So this idea and desire to put ourselves in characters can lead to the final girl often appearing as a white, beautiful lady. Then there's the part of it that's often rooted in sexism. The idea that true terror can only be experienced in moments of weakness. And if women are the weaker sex, then the true terror that is going to mark the climax of the film can only be experienced by a woman, hence the removal of all male protective figures to create that pure terror. Why does this not often apply to black women? Well, sometimes the final girl is indeed black, but that's less common and there are few reasons for this, many of which I've kind of touched on before. The first, of course, has to do with the population of the United States. Uh, next is the overall more common casting of white actors during the 20th century. Then comes the racial stereotypes and the cultural perceptions more endemic in America 
and its cinematic history with race. Take uh, the black exploitation era of film, for example, where many black characters are caricatured. Many black female characters are loud, opinionated, and heavily sexualized. Considering the final girl's cultural association with purity, you've got a clash. Then there is humility, which is often a trait of the virtuous female character. The opinionated stereotype often associated with black female characters could be read as an expression of hubris, often ending up with a strike against them. The final girl is also a person who experienced the purest form of terror in the film, often facing a fully revealed horror at its most powerful with no one else to help her. Her vulnerability and abject fear is meant to resonate with the audience. Considering existing stereotypes of white damsels in distress and the overall perception of black women as having more bravado and being less vulnerable, you have more reason to find the final girl sympathetic and weak if she is white. There's an expectation of her being more helpless. Another reason is that characters who fill certain roles will die sooner than others. Two roles that the black man usually fills within American cinematic history are those of the comic relief and the solid example of masculinity. Think about it. Remove all of the funny black men or strong, very masculine black men from American film, and how many do you have left? Because you've already removed every role that Samuel L. Jackson has ever played, and probably every role played by Denzel Washington as well. Well, minus villains and minor characters. While many horror movies have comedic characters, these characters will either become more serious or get killed off. Unless, of course, this is a horror comedy where the comedic element is supposed to remain throughout the work. The funny guy dying off is generally a signal that things have turned serious. If many black guys are the comic relief because of the history of minstrel shows and how it's influenced the racially caricatured comedy... Uh, they're usually gonna die. The masculine, strong male figure who is the physical rock of the group is another character that usually gets killed off to show things are getting serious. His death can be used to establish the credentials of a monster or killer and raise the stakes of the story. And the removal of his stabilizing force provided by his masculine presence also indicates, oh shit, we're a lot more vulnerable. Since this is pretty much the other common role that black men tend to play in American stories... Their survival chances are not good. An example of this can be seen with Parker in Alien and Sergeant Apone in the sequel. Because of the cultural perceptions in America about black men, the tendency to get cast in roles that have targets on them as resulted in very few of them ever making it to the finish line. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this, and I'd love to look more into foreign films in the future to see if there's a non-American equivalent to where certain minority characters are expected to die first. I'm sure there are many uh, caricatured minorities throughout things like Bollywood film and Asian cinema. I mean, for goodness sake, anytime I see an American character in a Japanese film... I tend to expect them to be either heavily sexualized, an idiot, or the bad guy. Which, considering how many ways we've done Japanese characters dirty in American films, I suppose is all fair play. Wider cultural context is always useful for dealing with these sorts of things, and I hope you found this interesting at the very least. You have a very nice day. Class dismissed.